0: Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. This is episode 79. Today, we fight for more than a republic. Today, we fight for all our brothers back home. Tonight, we're going to be covering Siege of Coruscant. Yes, we're finally going to cover it. We've got all the pictures and everything in there, and we're ready to go. We didn't do list building, but we do have the initial scenario. If we get time, we'll do some list building. Otherwise, next week, JJ and I'll come back with full lists on how to play Siege of Coruscant. With that being said, we're also going to be talking about the Nickel City League, where we stand, where everybody else stands. And we're going to go through the Windy City Trials, PAX Unplugged, and the Poland Open. We're going to review top lists and anything else we find interesting there. Joining me on Mike tonight is JJ, his Giants tied, but yet, He seems to be in good spirits. How are you doing tonight, sir?
1: Hey, you know, at least in football and not in X-Wing, a tie is actually better than the loss.
0: And that's fair. Yeah, in in (laughs) X-Wing, it's not fun. So, Yeah, exactly. So, Thank you all who joined us this week. We streamed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games. Um, I had almost picked up a couple of games for Saturday night, and I decided I was going to hang out with the kids instead. Um, And we watched... Uh, so we started watching, She's my daughter got into she Uh so we watched Netflix. some of that, <coughs> and then um, we've been watching some, well, yeah, the Netflix one, yeah, and then we've been and watching one? some amphibian show, some amphibian, I don't know what the name of it is, but some crazy weird amphibian Disney show, so. the Turtles. They're not turtles, <laughs> they're <laughs> frogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's called amphibian amphibian or something like that. So. Uh,
1: okay, yeah, the only amphibians I'm familiar with are the battle toads. Mm.
0: We also did that. We uh, my one daughter had not played through Shredder, Shredder's Revenge, the new um, Ninja Turtles oh, side scrolling game. Man. How, is so How is it? How is it? It's good. It's really good. It was it, for we on normal mode. Uh, three of us went through and beat it in two days, essentially. So.
1: Nice, yeah, I, that's actually been on my list to um to get and play here, because uh, I love the Turtles games.
0: Yeah, and I think your daughter is what five?
1: Yeah, she's gonna be six in a few months.
0: Yeah, so she's probably old enough. You can always put it on easy, and it's just button mashing, yeah. and and hey, honey, kind of move over to the right. So she's she's at that age. You can start getting her into those things. Oh yeah, absolutely,
1: one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Well, to begin tonight off with what we're going to do is start talking talk a little bit about NCX League. Uh Team in Game had a not the greatest week this week. We lost to Team Fox overall. Um so overall we are third in the standings currently. Uh everything will be hinging upon the last Mega Melk CFIS game. That is huge tonight and we're going to go through with why. Um for those of you who don't care about NCX League and listen to the audio of this, you're welcome to skip ahead about 15 minutes and uh, you won't have to worry about listening to us yammer on. If you want to join a competitive league next season, next January, NCX League will restart back up and will should be pretty much fun. Um, uh, I don't know if Greg's going to expand it if we get more people, how that whole thing's going to work. Um, but I do know that right now we currently have eight teams. And we have had a lot of fun. So it gives stuff to stream. It's fun to watch. It's all extended um, and in semi-competitive. So uh, not super competitive, but competitive enough that there is a team that has two people that have not taken some time off. And they're going to get to pick which one gets to sit out this week. So. There's another team that has somebody that has – everybody has sat out because of the trades, and they get to also pick. So there will be those things that will affect how this season goes. So to begin with, like I said, here's our standings. Havoc is in a commanding league 4-1 to in the MS division, which I don't know what – is it the Michael Scott division? Is that – can I just make up my own names for these divisions, or does he have (laughs) real names? For these, uh, he
1: does have real names. I just, I it eludes me with the name of that particular uh conference. I forgot what he named it, but it is something funny. All
0: right, so I, I'm gonna go with the Michael Scott division. Um, because I know the other one's William Hagwood. and Michael Scott, William Hagwood, both generic names seems like you know, both could have yeah. probably appeared on the office. So, uh, so Tinder Gods did not win this week to clinch the bull berth, and Team Payback crawled back into it. Tim Tinder Gods are up two games to uh, Team Payback right now, but they also have tied points. So essentially, it's going to be total wins. Tiebreaker will be game second. Tiebreaker is total points. Team Endgame, depending on what happens, if Mega Melk wins tonight, Team Endgame and Team Fox will supersede. Uh, team Mega Milk and Team Fox will supersede Team Team Endgame in this in the series because we will all be at three and two, and we have the lowest amount of points scored. <laughs> so there's that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That uh, that definitely hurts us when it comes to um, like doing these sidebreakers and stuff. But you know what? I, I'm confident that we'll we'll make it through.
0: Yes. So now we're gonna look at our division first. So if Mega Milk wins. This is kind of what it it looks like. Essentially, we will they will be at three and two with us at three and two. I guess we aren't number three. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were below Fox, but nope. We technically are not. We will we will be at 14 games, one game shy of Mega Milk, which means next week when we play Mega Milk, (laughs) it's for the gold, baby, hundred percent. If CFIS wins, then we are tied with team fox and essentially will be in the lead lead of the division so here's some scenarios if mega melk so next week is the last week in the series so we're looking at playoff berths mega melk if mega melk beats us right then they will be the reigning champions of the division at 4 and 2 and if let's say they get three wins versus the full five, let's just pretend they get only three wins, <laughs> um, then we will they will be in the lead 17 to 16, will be three and three. And then if CFIS beats Team Fox, we will be granted playoff bursts. So if Mega Milk wins today, which I'm gonna selfishly say I hope they do not, um <laughs> if team Mega Milk does not win today. And I, like again, I really hope they do not. Then we will be poised as long as CFIS wins over Fox. Now, if MegaMelk loses to us, we automatically essentially become the top seed in the faction. But now you have a contention between MegaMelk and Team Fox. Essentially, and that's again, if you know, maybe I just bring up the spreadsheet. But if Team Fox does not win again and see if IS wins, that means Fox will not be able to go go on. And it will not and, and if for some reason they get as many games and let's say we go five and oh, right? Or four and one, they will tie in games. And then it'll come down to a points tiebreaker for Fox. Now, if Fox wins over CFIS, they immediately will, will clench the bull berth. And then whoever wins between Milk and Endgame will clench a bull berth. So if Fox can 100% win it, and they will be in, and then it comes down to us, Team Endgame, and Team Mega Milk.
1: Yeah, no. definitely. It's been a really tight race between all these teams here. Um, every every match is counted here um, for for this division here. We got a lot of great players on all these teams here, and it's just been a one hell of a, a season so far uh, for for the NCX League.
0: All right. All right. Now let's get into the William Haguewood or I'm sorry, the Michael Scott division. This division is even tighter, right? So this division, if we go back up to the top has already kind of been to some extent, excited or um, decided Havoc will get in only if they get one win for the whole week. Havoc must get wins at least one win to get into the thing, so if Tinder Gods beat NJO, they will be five, and they have to beat them with five games. <laughs> and Paybot Payback beats Havoc, so let's pretend Payback actually does beat Havoc. Tinder Gods have to go five and zero with that combo to get into the 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 playoffs. If Tinder Gods beat NJO and Payback beats Havoc 5-0, then they're all going to be bloody tied. All of them will be bloody tied for first place, and it'll come down to points (laughs) again, which right now technically in the lead is Team Havoc. If Tinder Gods lose to NJO and Payback loses to Havoc, then now you're in a, then Tinder gods will be able to take it. And essentially Tinder gods would have to lose all their games to tie with payback. So Tinder gods must win one game and have payback lose to stay in the playoffs. Does that kind of make sense?
1: Yeah. Now we do have an update right now. Uh, it does look like the captain, uh, Nick Sperry, has won his match against... Um...
0: Yeah, that's already in there.
1: Yeah, it's in there. Okay, good.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I updated Nick's. The only one I'm missing is the Spider or, or Manny's versus... Manny. Um, yeah,
1: Manny's. List. Yeah.
0: Versus Spins or whatever. Yes. <clears throat> so this is where it kind of sits. If... Um, if havoc, if payback beats havoc five and zero, then havoc has to be concerned. <laughs> so, oh yeah. If if havoc does not be or does not or wins just one game, they're immediately in, um, into the series. So, so yeah. So very close. Everybody is very, very, very close. Again, I think it, all, a lot of this comes down to where everybody sits, right? Yeah. If Tinder Gods do not win that five and zero and only go three and two, and Payback does is able to pull out five and zero, they will take it. So Tender Gods are, are I'm guessing, I'm guessing Gods will will be in the playoffs. Um, is my guess. Um, but again, maybe there is some crazy way, uh, that that Crispy's team loses every game this this week and then it's then it's then it's a race so
1: yeah crazy things have happened i mean you just never things are never guaranteed in this league you know just when you think uh you know you're you're going to have it all um, you know some wild turns of the dice and events can uh can turn these games around
0: but essentially as long as Havoc gets the one win they clinch it and then it's uh, then it'll be however well the tender gods can do <clears throat> And the Absolutely. Tender Gods, essentially, based on the numbers, the Tender Gods right now are up two games. So even if the Tender Gods lose, is if the Tender Gods lose, as long as Payback doesn't win by more than three, they're still in it. So. Okay. Anyway, well, there it is. If you haven't joined the league or don't know about the Nickel City League, uh, JG will post a link in the chat and you can kind of go from there you join greg's discord and like i said it's been a lot of fun to kind of go through and watch some of these games develop
1: yeah absolutely it's been one heck of a ride so far um this season has increased so much more than the previous season season one um just having 48 players across six teams uh, we've had uh, brand new teams come in uh, to to this league, which makes it much more fun and competitive. And it's just been it's been really fun overall for for me um, as uh, being the captain for Team Endgame. Just watching, you know, all these matches and getting all these uh, these games in. Uh, I mean, when we look at the games that we streamed on on Wednesday and Friday and, and Saturday. Um, they were just some great matchups uh, that we got to see uh, some of these games going to the very, very last shots um, to go decide them. And it's just it's just been great for X-Wing.
0: Yeah, it's been a fun time. So thank you to Greg for putting that together. Now let's transition a little bit into some turn- other tournaments that are not league based. Um, Essentially, we had a very special Windy City. I think this is the third Windy City tournament that they've had um, that I know of over in Chicago. Nick Sperry and his 312 squadron ran the tournament. They had a very unique situation. They had two players that were in the top cut that both dropped (laughs) in top cut. So I threw their lists in there anyway because I figured it was fair to kind of go through and look at some of their lists. So, JJ, here's the deal. What we're going to do is you're not going to focus on lists that are repetitive. We'll just kind of cruise through them. Um, so, like, for example, there is a Vader Defender list that we don't really care about as much. That's We've kind of seen over and over again. But the winner of the event goes to Tyler. And Tyler has a very pretty unique list that has almost all... Siege of Coruscant in it for the Republic. So why don't you go ahead and take Tyler's list there, JJ?
1: Yeah, so Tyler's running this, uh, this Siege of Coruscant list here for the Republic. Uh, first, we start off with Kickback and the B-19 Torrent with Diamond Bora missiles and munitions failsafe. This is the standardized version of Kickback. Uh, we also have the standardized version of Contrail and the B wing with the Ion Limiter Override, Precise Astromech, Ion Bombs, and the tile and then we have uh, Click also in the V-wing, uh, the standardized version with R3 Astromech, precision ion engines, and the x style And then we have Wolf in the Arc-170 with Wolfpack veteran tail gunner and Q7 Astromech. And then we have the uh, Jag in the standardized loadout in the Arc-170 with veteran tail gunner, R4P Astromech, synchronized console. And then we have a uh, we have Stub in the Clone Z-95 with shield upgrade to round off this list. Uh, it is uh, something... This list is actually something I've been experimenting with uh, for the in Nickel City League. Um, I gotta say, this list is really good. It does... It covers a lot of ground for objectives. It is very good at holding objectives. And it is very, very tanky. Uh, if you're not familiar with the standardized loadouts uh, for these ships, the born for this um, uh, chassis ability... Uh, for all these clones are able to share their tokens between each other, and it is very, very strong. It is very good.
0: Yeah, and I think we're we're going to see more of this, to be honest with you. We are running for... Uh, this is almost an identical list. Actually, actually maybe this is a, identical to the one we're running um, for our tournament next week. Actually, I think it is. He did put kickback. Oh, no, he has kick. Yeah, he did put kickback back in there. Get yeah, this, this identical list to what we've been running. <laughs>
1: wow. So. Yeah, I mean, it's strong. It's a very strong list.
0: So the next list, and this was a drop player that would have been here. In the top four is John Smith. Uh, he has a captain fair off three ties, one being Iden and Vader defender. No big deal there. Uh somebody called Soon Tier One, which I think is absolutely hilarious because I swear it memes <laughs> on Charles. Um Charles is like meme this is like the guy's name is Soon tier Fell and he it, Charles hates Soon Tier and he's running a scum list. Um <laughs> and this one uh this one essentially is boba with uh, the fearless boba but with seismics and Ahsoka um instead of any other type of bombs to go with fearless. Then they have Kashka Frost, and again, this does not have the um Shave Cloud anymore. It is now notorious, FTC, Triple Zero, and VTG. And then a naked canon, which I'm guessing has mall. That's my assumption is mall. Um, yeah. it's blank in the, the document. So I'm guessing I'm I guessing mean, it, it's mall. I don't know what else it, you would be... run on
1: it. If he actually did run it without um, any crew or any upgrades, that's a hell of a flex to (laughs) to go into a tournament with no upgrades on him. Yeah.
0: I'm (laughs) guessing he has mall, but. Yeah, yeah. Then our runner-up is the one and only Will Scott from the Nickel City League. Will is running a a Republic list. That's right. They had a Republic off. Yeah. Um, that's right. And he has the SOC Wolf, the SOC Jag, and look what we have here: good old Sicko with barrage rockets, fives, and sync council. And Anakin in the Delta B Seven with R2D2, Shattering Shot, Elusive, and Sync Council. So that's 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 a this is a crazy Anakin. I've not seen a uh, Sync Council Elusive Anakin, but I guess it makes sense, right? You know, you, usually I see the Patience on there. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited by this one.
1: Yeah, this one's actually really good. This actually pairs up very well with the Wolf and Jag combo, uh, specifically because Jag can essentially grab a target lock from whenever, uh, uh, whenever Wolf decides to make a shot uh jag can uh use that target lock if it needs to and if it doesn't use its target lock then it can synchronize console with anakin so that way anakin can use it on his turn and then jag if he's with an arc can reacquire that same lock again from anakin and and then if wolf decides to shoot he can spend that jags target lock on the same target and then jag can reacquire it again so it creates this whole chain of target locks between this entire list and Sicko also being able to use this along with uh, barrage Rockets, which is uh, really, really good. This makes this a very aggressive list.
0: Yeah, which is just crazy, right? I, I don't know. I like this list. I think this is a good version. I, again, well, here we have two arcs. I wonder if they're going to increase the point of those arcs. And see, and this gets into that debate too, where we, you know, like, do you really want to do it because these are not meant to be standard, right? They're meant to go into... The scenario, scenario, and so like if you increase them, you you could screw your scenario up, right? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, they could um, essentially restrict them to uh, adjuster points for standard play. Um, we've yet to see AMG actually use the restricted list in any way, so that might be an option for AMG to be able to independently control the cost of the 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 ships outside of you know like a hard like points update. Um who knows? I mean that that could be something that could happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Corey, we're not saying the arcs are a problem. It's just AMG doesn't like it when we have a bunch of similarisk things in a list. So yeah. and all Republic lists seem to want to run ARCS right now. So
1: yeah, they're just they're very efficient for its cost, definitely.
0: Manny is the next top 4 that we had and I'll be honest the second the second top 4 person that actually played I, I they didn't have a list in long chart so I don't know what they ran and I apologize um if anybody's listening and knows what they ran I'll happily update the doc but I I couldn't find it um throughout you know the thing for it so um here though we have Manny in a top 4 list with well, I'll tell you what, JJ, you can you can go over it. Sorry. I went yeah, over the other so two. Th-
1: this was a list that I actually lost to my, uh, my Nickel City League match. Um, so we have Poe Dameron here, uh, the trigger-happy fly boy. Uh, he's running heroic R4, astromech, ferrosphere, paint, proton, torpedoes, overdrive thrusters, and, of course, the S-foils. Uh, Tally Lintra with Predator, Crackshot, Elusive, Advanced Optics, Zay Versio, the new T-70 Pilot with Elusive Pattern Analyzer in the foils, and the Neenum with Heroic R4 Astromic Pattern Analyzer and each way as foils. And actually, now that I read it, it's my list was different than I stopped against. Um, but this is a very, very good list here. Uh, Zay Versio is an excellent objective grabber. Um, just her ability to constantly have defensive rerolls on her makes her a very, very good ship to go in. To contest objectives and grab objectives as needed, and uh, Tally Lintra also helps out with um, with Zay, uh having an additional die on top of that. If Tally can get that bullseye uh, on that attacker, and uh, this it makes that that one ship very very defensive there. Nam of course, probably my favorite C seventy uh, pilot, um, just being able to get in and around a knife fight really well. Uh, being efficient and Poe Dameron being the hammer in the list with proton torpedoes, pretty much always double modding those shots. Really good.
0: Yeah, and I and I think you know now it goes back to like the discussion of you know like here you go now we we have a pole right and this pole could be subbed out for your other pole right you know you could sub it out for I don't know what's the name of the uh, the, uh, the Falcon pole, yeah oh yeah
1: yeah the Falcon pole. Yeah, that's right. It's seven points and it has more hole. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, you know, is that a good option or are we just better off to stay with, you know, the one specific, you know, Poe that we know? I mean, I won't lie and say overdrive thruster Poe is good, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is uh, he's definitely very dodgy, especially when he gets into the scrum, just being able to um To maneuver his way around the board, around ships and arcs, and can hit very good.
0: And I believe this—I did find it. I believe this was the, yep. Francisco. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm just gonna call him Francisco. And this was the other top four list that we had. Um, that that came out. He had Obi Ada with shattering shot, marksmanship, auto blasters. R7 A7. So this must have been an extended tournament, and I didn't realize that. Then he has the contrail with crack shot R3 delayed fuses and seismics. Anakin in the um. Anakin in the uh, N1 with elusive FCS, R3 and proton torpedoes. Mace with sense sense mace um and clt i guess in extended we should be running sense mace and then click with Crackshot r4 p A a l or uh, the best title and seismic charges
1: yeah definitely a very uh very interesting list uh i haven't seen sense in a while but on uh on uh, mace windu uh it is very very good because the mace can be a very good knife fighter and being able to uh do those uh those turnaround maneuvers and get an action with the r4 astromech there uh it is is pretty good
0: yeah i like it i think it's kind of cool um for that so
1: yeah
0: all right so let's move on to packs open here's my i, I damn it Corey's watching He's doing it on purpose. Did you message Corey and tell him to tune in? Cause <laughs> Tana has to make a confession. So we finally no. have an official tournament where Darth Vader defender has won. It is only literally, literally only taken him. What? 12, almost 12 months now, 10 months to win something. <laughs> or has it been a year? How, how long has the Vader defender to been out? It's
1: been over a year actually.
0: Yeah. So it's been over a year and f- finally, Vader Defender wins.
1: (laughs) So let's go over that list here uh, for our listeners here. So uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce this the way I read it. Uh, By Karash, the winner here for the PAX. It's Phil. I I, I forgot the layout. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So he's running uh, Darth Vader and the Tide Defender with Malice, Juke, HLC. Uh, Vizier in the TIE Reaper with Emperor Palpatine, Iden Versia with Elusive Inai and Cannon, and two Black Squadron Aces and their TIE Fighters. Uh, so this archetype is something that I've seen fairly regularly here from the Empire. Um, this is a very, very good list. Uh, it has a lot of options for um, for grabbing objectives. Uh, Vizier being able to have that passive force in Emperor Palpatine and also coordinating... Uh, to those other ships who have their tokens whenever they need to. And Darth Vader, of course, is Darth Vader uh, being able to be that hammer that comes in and does that that spike damage with HLC or a range one primary with Juke and Malice. Uh, This is a very, very um, good list overall, and it has a lot of weapons.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of the base list that we've seen before. I will say I don't think that TIE Defender vader won by very much but he did win so the 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 it it took him a year and a half i don't know what to say you know (laughs) he obviously is not that good because it took him a year and a half
1: yeah i i I think that vader defender is a very good pilot um it i mean just that loadout alone is just very very good at uh putting in a lot of damage um, if this was an extended tournament, I'd imagine that we would see this with auto blasters and it would just be just gross.
0: But well, yet we didn't see it in the next tournament with auto blasters.
1: I mean, the Republic it's, it's, it's very alluring right now with all those uh, arcs.
0: Bin is 100% not wholesome. And we all know that <laughs> you're never, you're never going to win that argument, Corey. In in so we'll just put it this way: Phil won by four points, and that's it. So it wasn't like it was a blowout either, which is fair.
1: That that's that's always good to to see, you know, um, a game end like that, you know, and that like a a very big blowout. I always like to see more closer games. So,
0: all right, runner up was Phil Schmidt with Ray Poe Wabi and BB Eight. So replacing your ZZ with two ships seems pretty good to me. Ray has heroic fin gunner, which should just be banned, Rose Tico, novice technician, engine upgrade, and Ray's millennial falcon. Then we have Poe with heroic R4, perisphere paint, overdrive, proton torpedoes, black one title, uh, kind of the standard Poe. Then we have Wobby with starboard slash There we go. Look at that. And Ferrisphere paint. And then BB-8 with Chewbacca. So It's
1: nice to see that that new, uh, or not really new, but the uh, points adjusted Robbie Trice making an appearance now in the top list here uh, pretty much right away. I mean, these points just came out, and uh, it's just nice to see um, something other than Y-Wings <laughs> and and Finpod uh, being that three-point filler in a, in a resistance list.
0: Yeah. Death to Finpod. All right. Now we're on to top four. And in top four, we have one pilot we've never seen before. JJ, what did Jeremy Chamberlain bring with him today?
1: So Jeremy here is running I just moved my screen. <laughs> Sorry. So there you go. So Jeremy is running a, uh, an Empire list. He has Darth Vader in the TIE X1. Uh, this is the Battle of Yavin version, the standardized version of Darth Vader that has marksmanship, Habe, and Nata Burners. We have Flight Leader Ubo, uh, which is the new TIE Brute pilot that we have from the Hotshots and Aces Pack 2, uh, running ruthless sink, sink Laser Cannons in Hyper Saxon. Uh, for this one. And that's actually a really spicy loadout. I actually love that. I like that a lot. I'll come back to that. Um, also filling out this list is three TIE Fighters. Uh, two of them are from the Battle of Yavin Pack. We have Backstabber and Maul Mythil. Um, Backstabber with Crackshot, Discipline and Afterburners, Mauler Mythil with Predator and Afterburners, and finally a Black Squadron Ace to fill out this list here. Uh, flightlier Ubel with ruthless is really good because especially if you have black squadron in that uh in that firing arc uh if you can trigger Ubel's ability to get that second shot you can ruthless uh that black squadron ace uh for for those extra hits uh to go in for that particular shot and then Tyber saxon being able to uh add the strain in too as well is just it's really good it's it's a great uh great combo
0: yeah, I like it. It's nice to see some new ships on the table. Though, we're going to see another top four contender, Sam Page, also has Boy Vader. And I'm a little skeptical Boy Vader might be too cheap, just a little bit for six points there. Um, But we have the standard loadout Boy Vader with Backstabber and Maul- Mauler Mithil again. And again, all three of those, like, sync up right they all get extra dice i don't know it's, it's so good it's just so good um so
1: this this version of this list is actually what i'm running currently for empire um i i kind of disagree with you with the the, the battle the have Vader because at six points yes he, he is definitely cheap he's the affordable vader out of between the x1 and the defender this is the the definitely the most cheapest vader that we've seen um he does have an extra shield for his chassis so he's running three shields instead of the standard two which we do see on the uh, on the standard x1 vader um his ability is from the tide defender one that allows him to change a die result to a hitch by spending a force um but he's still very limited right vader is not able to get the extra action efficiency uh that he would get either from the x1 uh, with his force spending or the free evade that he gets from the tide defender so he does need that help uh, from a from a ship most likely far off in this list, uh, being able to get coordinated uh, extra focus or target lock if Vader's in range, so that way Vader has those double mods. Um, this Vader can die uh, fairly easy because he's relying on his force, and if you're being very aggressive with Vader um, and taking shots in return, he can die fairly fast. Um, sure, so they, but he can spend his force
0: on defense, so... I mean,
1: right, right, but it's either or right, you're either spending your force because if you don't coordinate Vader, you're you're absolutely taking that target lock right because you're you're not going to roll in Vader and just shoot two dice all the time. Um, You need that target lock for you to get that third die for Vader to be a fairly consistent attacker. Um, And if he doesn't have that extra token to back him up, he can spend that force very, very fast and he can die very right. quickly
0: so i'm going to so. pose something here would you take sure. vader over a soon tear fell
1: um it depends on the list okay the answer uh, is yes I, I have to you,
0: the answer is always yes you would never take soon no i disagree no. with you I,
1: so all right the reason why next I would take season hold on, hold is on, that vader on. cannot double repo like students here can we're, we're gonna
0: get we're, gonna, we're gonna put a challenge out here to you okay i'm gonna put a challenge endgame next season for nickel city league you're running empire and you're not gonna run boy vader at all or any vader in the list you're gonna run soon Tier fell you can use anything else you want but the one rule you're gonna run soon tier fell and i want to see you go at least four and two with soon Tier fell I, i won't
1: be able to hold the same faction the entire season
0: well you can if nobody changes
1: If I change, I have to change everybody in the. I know. So you don't change anyone.
0: You just got to draft perfectly, JJ. No, no,
1: I can't. I can't. I can't involve the rest of the team if they get locked into a faction and they no longer want to do that. I can't do that.
0: All right. So fine. You have to win all three games with Soon Tier Fell in it. fine.
1: I'll I'll accept that challenge. All right. I'll absolutely accept that challenge. No, no Vader pilot. I won't do that. That's fine.
0: No Vader pilot. You're killing me. No Vader, I'm telling you, no Vader.
1: <laughs> no Vader pilot.
0: No Vader period. You don't get to run no Vader a Vader pilot. No, you no. We're no not going to. I don't want to yeah, see we'll Vader in the list because the that, conversation, that
1: the conversation about Vader pilots, what we're talking about, you can't extend it out into Vader crew all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> I'm not too worried. Purpose. I don't
0: think you're going to run a. a <laughs> you're not going to run 15 points of Soon's here, and uh, I don't think you'd do that. here well. who. Vader. And Morna key or rack. <clears throat> I guess it's 14 points, but you I would
1: run them on farof or not Faro Verme.
0: No, you can't. You okay. Can. You're gonna put fine. You whatever. You put five points into Vermeil and put Vader on them. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, you 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 automatically generate Vermeil's ability. They have to get rid of a, a green token or suffer damage, and if they don't have anything, I'm gonna Vader you and then still have that, that extra mod on offense. That's so it's actually really good.
0: All right. That's fine. You have to win all three games. So.
1: <laughs> fine. Challenge accepted. I'll
0: do it. And if you draft me on your team and we lose and we lose, then you have to trade me to a winning team for whatever it costs you. There you go. We're going to really up the ante on that one. Ooh. Okay. Because right. I, don't, I, don't I don't want to join your team and then you lose all three games because you fucking ran <laughs> fell at six points. <laughs> and we all know fell probably should be five points. Um uh, oh, can you imagine if soon syrupel was five points? You could fit him into uh, this list instantaneously, couldn't you? <laughs> that's probably why he's uh, not five points.
1: Yeah, him with uh seven sisters. Oh gosh, that's that's actually kind of gross. I like it.
0: All right, let's move on because we spent enough time talking about Vader.
1: <laughs> let's do it. All
0: right. Must be these these Pennsylvanians love their Vader. East coast there. <laughs> All right. Top eight, Chris Allen. Oh my God. Chris Allen has another Vader defender. i is Chris Allen part of the crates. Is he a crate? Yes, He
1: is the leader of the crates. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Well then there you go. So that's why he's running a, Is this an identical list?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. It's just in, in a different order.
0: All right. Yeah. So we're not going to go through that. He has electronic baffle. Huh. All right. So this guy forgot electronic baffle in the, in Jeremy's list anyway so Chris Allen is running a mirror copy again top eight we see fight leader Ubel making an appearance that seems pretty good especially for a, an eight health no shield one agility ship that's worth yeah. five points i I think that's that's worth merit and next week we have that conversation right maybe maybe we should look into building with flight leader Ubel I don't know
1: yeah I think
0: so I think that will be good all right. The next one is Paul Braggins with a resistance list. JJ, you want to take that?
1: Yeah, so Paul here is running, uh, to start off the list, a Garrick Jaeger in the Fireball with Marksmanship, Heroic Mac Pulse Warheads, Munitions Safe Targeting Computer, and the Cast Fireball title. Name Num in the T-70 with Heroic Pattern Analyzer R2HA. Uh, Then we have Tim and Wexley in the T-70. This one is running heroic, advanced optics, and the R-68. Then we have Zay Versio with heroic M9G8. And then Merle Coben in the A-Wing with heroic and electronic baffle to finish out this particular list. Uh, Really good. You get three T-70s and then really good objective grabbers between Jarek and Merle. Um, This is a very, very good list. I like this a lot.
0: Yeah. And I think you know again your your Jaeger is substituting outright for Finn. Which again, I I actually don't disagree with. I kind of I kind of feel that like that is that's pretty good because you're getting an i5 and he's got the Magpulse warheads and I think that's like the 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 tactic here, right? You get the Magpulse warheads, it gives you the ability to strip the crates and an i5 or give depletes to whoever the hell you don't want to shoot. It seems pretty good to me I, I i how about this for somebody that hates finpon i like this list <laughs> a lot better um and it's funny because it's got knee nub in it um and if core i don't know if corey's still watching or not but corey um corey will tell you elo is better so i think it's pick your flavor whichever one you like better i don't hate elo yeah. as much as i hate knee nub how about that there you go <laughs> i do hate me Nub.
1: Uh, you think that it's uh it's more fair
0: I do think LO is a lot more fair, yeah. Um okay. Though it is weird to be able to because can you you can tell tallow or tell talon and then you don't take the stress, right? And you can talon again, so yeah. you can kind of just like go back and forth if you have the space for it. So yeah,
1: it's really good. And just, just having that um that flexibility uh for maneuvering is just so good.
0: Yeah, I just, some of me, some of me, I've kind of come onto the Corey bus to think, to, to say, I think it's kind of better than, um, than Neonub because the conditions are easier for a player to maintain than Neonub is. Neonub is a lot harder, I think, to get off. And and the reason I hated Neonub so much was just because, because of the, um, you know, because you screwed me over a couple times with it. Like, it was one time. <laughs> it was like twice. It's twice. I, I was you, you I was touched incorrectly. Um <laughs> Zay. On the other hand, now we have Zay, and the um Zay with heroic is absolutely probably the right choice. But they're running the M9G8 droid on Zay. Do you think that's the right call out of all the different droids?
1: Um, it's definitely an aggressive one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's the target lock for re make sure here uh yeah i mean it's it's easy for turn one for you to just target locker friendly uh with zay and that way they can uh have passive rerolls on that so it's actually not a very bad call at all uh for zay to have that uh, that just helps out the rest of the list
0: Corey says he likes pattern analyzer better that makes sense i mean i, I think it's one for all all for one I don't know what that droid because there's what's the other one that allows you to get the bullseye shots? Oh, that's that R2HA. Is that what it I is? know that,
1: I believe that one ignores. Uh, hang on, I will pull it up here. Uh, R2HA is while you depend, you can spend your lock on the attacker to, to revolt any number of your defense dice. So it's a it's a defensive droid in that uh, in that way. But um, the one that you're thinking of is the R6D2 uh, or something like that. Uh, or r68 that's the one that if you have a bullseye or you get rerolls for every bullseye that uh every friendly that has that defender in their bullseye um so that way they can get rerolls that
0: way that's the one i'm thinking of yeah yeah so somebody thinks that that one is better but i guess i can understand why you know you you just target lock in this case you would you would probably just tar- target lock merle right because merle's always going to be in the mix uh, up front and then Merle can re-roll Merle's dice. Yeah. Exactly. And Merle does Merle things. And mm-hmm. I think people sleep on, I think, you know, with Merle being four points, nobody wanted to run it, but Merle being the, uh, that cheaper point value, I, I like, I really think, I really think that I1 is, is, can be very handy in this type of list, so.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely. How about
0: this? It's scary. There's a fireball. There's an A-wing and there's three X-wings. That seems pretty scary to me. That's a pretty high health list
1: there. Yeah, that's a that's a a pretty good chunk of resistance beef. Yeah. Thank, beef thank God
0: they banned that. hull upgrade from standard. Thank God. This is why. Oh. This is oh. why it's banned. Yes. <laughs> you used to be able to put shield upgrade and hull upgrade on some of these te- like on Temmin. You can yeah. just run them with like because it's like there was like what four points at the time and six points so that's ten points. Mm-hmm. just put both they <laughs> can't think next wing X-Wing. <laughs> They're like as beefy, almost as beefy as stupid uh um whatchamacallit, uh Fire Sprays.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Brett Freeman has a new ship in his Republic list. So Republic not sold out and not ready or not done. We still got them. We got a down. Da- <laughs> we have Anakin in the Delta Seven B without maneuver and R7A7, which I think is a very spicy move with Anakin, um, because I don't know that dial is as bad as Grievous's dial, but he's worth two more points than Grievous is. Then we have Obi Wan in the Seven with shield upgrade, Predator CLT, kind of standard. But then we have Ali Adi Gallia, with patience, predator, chopper, and CLT, which I like. And then we have the click from the SOC. Yeah,
1: uh, very spicy list. I, I do agree that the dial on Anakin uh, 7B is rough, um, and that's definitely a very aggressive call for R7 A7 to be on the uh, on the Delta 7. however, um, Anakin probably has more time on target than Grievous because he can easily shed the stress using his ability. Um, and you can knife fight, if you can knife fight very well, you can outmaneuver your opponent very well, which means you're getting four dice shots into your opponent, um, and they're rolling one less. So that makes Anakin, uh, a very, very brutal force there, um, especially with Obi-Wan supporting him with, uh, Focus Tokens. So that uh that definitely makes Anakin very scary. Um Adi Galia with Chopper, I agree. Definitely a, a very, very good loadout for this one. Um being she wants to be a knife fighter because you can deny those range one bonuses uh from the attacker if she's getting shot at. And then you can jam somebody uh with chopper. Um it is it's actually really good. I like this version.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think it's it's very good. Um I, w- I think this would be something to put on the table and just play with, right? Um, we we had that question: Is Adia going to be worth worth the five points when you could take Obi One? You know, like, and here we do. We we have we have it confirmed. I'm a little weirded out. They took Click versus Contrail, um. But I, I guess I understand with Click's ability. You know, it allows you to be very very defensive. You just put it on Anakin, deny the range one bonus anytime Anakin does get close, um.
1: I mean you can target like Anakin and Obi from the beginning and just um and just have that uh the same ability as Adi for the rest of the list here. Um so that's it's actually a very good call. I like it a lot.
0: All right. So now we have a separatist list from Paul Heaver. JJ, what crazy separatist list am I looking oh, yeah. at? This just doesn't I don't even understand this list. So
1: Mr. Paul Heaver, um three ten world Champion, uh, running General Grievous, big surprise, with outmaneuver, imperium, imperium plating, and sold this one title. Dirge, the new road class starfighter pilot with proton cannons, contraband cybernetics, and engine upgrade with the Xanadu blood title. Uh, dist 81, the Siege of Coruscant version with outmaneuver, afterburners, and the contingency protocol. And then Count Dooku making an appearance, also the Siege of Coruscant version with Malice, Rolling Anger, and Scimitar title uh, to complete this list. Um, I am really interested in this list here. Um, I've actually been playing around with uh, the Siege of on Dooku, for a little while. Um, I do like his ability. He is a higher initiative, and he actually can put out quite a bit of damage with his ability there. And for those not familiar with the standardized DIST-81, reads, while you defend or perform an attack, you may re-roll any number of dice. Then if you're defending, you get a strain uh, token for each die that was re-rolled, and if you're attacking, you get a deplete token for each one that's re-rolled. So you can essentially um, re-roll one dice pretty much every turn, and as long as you're doing a blue maneuver, you suffer no consequences for it. Um, It's an initiative for Tri-Fighter Pilot, and it's it's good. I mean, you place that as a flanker. It's really good.
0: I guess. I don't know. I don't understand how this one works. Like I get the Dooku thing and you're probably using Dooku as a loss leader. And I, I actually don't disagree. I do think Dooku with practice is probably pretty good for his, his point cost. Like I have, I have been running him with Watt and some droids. Um, and I, I feel, I feel it's weird not having the fire sprays, but I kind of wonder if you put Dooku, Grievous and then tri fighters together. Like, if that would be good, but I don't know. The tri are so bloody expensive. Um, yeah, they are. But this here with Dirge, so Dirge must surprise people. I don't like, I didn't like Dirge when I played them, but that's just me. That was, that's a me thing, I think. Yeah, and um, this
1: version of Dirge is the one that can discard direct hits and pilot yes. hits, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. which did not show up in any of the cards I had, so just saying. And by the way, if they overkill you, so let's say they deal you seven, you have seven cards. If you still discard two of them, you still die. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <so> you, know. <laughs> like, like, you don't get to take the extra direct hit card away. Um, That's yeah, I don't know. I, I this is a weird list. I guess I would have to see this in action, and I wonder if they streamed um, packs at all. I would like to see this in action.
1: Um, I believe there was a stream for PAX. um, I'll have to look it up, though. But uh, if you have not had the pleasure of seeing Paul Heaver play, um, I mean, there's a reason why he was a three-time world champ, uh, Paul Heaver. I got to see him play um, in Cray Cup. And the man is just, he he thinks like three moves ahead. He is very, very good.
0: All right. Let's move on to the Poland-Warsaw Open. Here we have Fon, who I thought quit playing X Wing. If I remember right, I thought there was a whole rant that he went on. It was like a whole thing that about how he wasn't gonna play X Wing anymore. Am I am I incorrect on in that?
1: I, I think so, but uh, it turns out you know Battle Yavin must have brought him back in, or in this case, Siege of Coruscant.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He did, yeah, he only had, he has one Siege of Coruscant in there. I, I you know he doesn't have any Siege of Coruscant. What are you talking about? he has nothing he's fine republic
1: but yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but no um he's uh he's running a republic list here he has obi-wan kenobi elusive clt shield upgrade anakin skywalker with crackshot r4p17 and shield upgrade uh contrail with crackshot r7a7 delayed fuses the best title and proton bombs and then hawk in the lat with dedicated agile gunner and seven fleet gunner to uh, complete this list a very good uh four ship list, uh control that i5 objective grabber in this list if he needs to and just able to um to go out and grab uh objectives when you need to hawk just being able to provide anakin and Obi with that extra firepower with the seventh fleet gunner uh it's a it's a very good list
0: yeah and look he took it all the way maybe it's not fun maybe it's that's who it is oh bohan lee yeah yeah never mind all right but look he took this one all the way to the top so republic still does really well um now this was two weeks ago so i don't know if they had the siege of coruscant stuff in there or not um most likely well that was a week before it got released so
1: well there are some places that got it early in europe Ah. so maybe
0: so we'll see all right, the next, the runner-up was a Rack with Vader, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, Seismic Charges, Dauntless, Faroth with Seventh Sister, Vizier with Palpatine, and Countdown, your favorite striker, with a shield upgrade. No bombs, though. No bombs. Hey, does not need bombs? <laughs> just, just throw three red dice and say, hey, I'm going to mod at least one of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know, if you take a look at this, you could easily add Sun your Fell to this list and win three games in a row. It's easy.
0: You you uh I don't know what what the one in there is six points, my friend. There is not. You're gonna I have know. to like redo that whole list there. I know exactly. <laughs> um I like this list though. So that this is a unique, this is a different take. We get to see Rack back and you know, you don't normally see Rack. Um and there's no Sloan, so
1: yeah, and it's actually a deceptively fast list, right? Because you have two Reapers in Faroff and Vizier that can go out fast um, if they need to, or slow if you need to. So it's just very hard to kind of judge um where they want to go. Uh Rack, of course, being the tank in this list and countdown, another very agile, very fast ship that can grab objectives. And if you don't focus fire down on countdown, it's gonna be a bad day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to get countdown off the board, but then oh then we have Rack on the other side. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to see somebody put this. I would like to see this in action. So,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. The next top four, I duplicated somehow. So why don't you go with the first one?
1: Yep. Um. So the first, well, the first top four is Kyle uh, Mar- Marius Krasewick And forgive me if I butcher your name. Uh, he's running the First Order with Kylo Ren Hate Proton Torpedoes. Uh, I believe that is the um, the Silencer Kylo Ren. Then we have Commander Malarus with Cluster Missiles, Ember with Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer, uh, Scorch with Shield Upgrade, and then the TIEFO long Longshot with Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer to finish off this list here. Uh, it's nice to see Ember um, making an appearance here in a top four. Um, it's a Thai uh, BA interceptor that we haven't seen in a while, and it's nice to see him in the list here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I Ember is actually one of my favorite ships to fly in FO. I know it's not yeah. super competitive, but it is probably one of my favorite actual ships to fly. Um, with it, so
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> There's your Kylo Ren. If you shoot me, I get my force back. If I shoot you, I can spend all my force because I don't care. I don't, I don't know. That's 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 a that's an aggressive Kyle Ren right there.
1: It is. It really is. Yeah.
0: All right. The next one is Allawar Olu- with a scum list with Boba Fett fearless proton bombs C C Slave One Ahsoka Tana, veteran tail gunner. Using slave one, that must be the separatist slave one because I thought the other yes. one was banned.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That is the separatist slave one. It does give you that gunner title. So, yeah, that has to be it.
0: Which is surprising to see that over Marauder.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a different loadout, but yeah, still good.
0: Next, you have Keenan Jarris with Maul, of course, and Rookcrass with Notorious, Mando, the child, Drop Seat Bay. Because you need drop seat bay to add the second one into there. Contraband cybernetics and swivel laying. A little bit yeah. different of a, a rook thing, but I mean, it's that's kind of cool. It goes back to the original rook that we were running with the two point notorious on it. Because it's like you shoot me, I'm gonna notorious you, and oh by the way, I get my re rolls out of it and don't have to take strain anymore. So seems pretty yeah, good exactly. to me. And this is
1: very similar to Cam Murray's version, right? The one that he won uh, yeah. the GSB event with. Yeah,
0: I like it. I think it's kind of cool. I really like Recrat cast, uh, and it's it's nice to see a gauntlet do well. I just wish scum was a little bit more versatile. That's all.
1: Yeah, I, I they definitely need a little more diversity. So, yeah.
0: Next, we have Lucas with a six TIE fighter list. NFO, what has it got, J.J.?
1: So we have Muse with uh, automated targeting priority and shield upgrade, Longshot with Juke and an electronic baffle, Static with elusive and Juke, Scorch with elusive and Juke, Midnight with Fanatical, elusive, Magpulse Roarheads and shield upgrade, and then Commander Malaris with Biohex crypt Codes, Tech Officer, uh, General Hux and uh, shield upgrades to round off that list here. Um, so this is definitely a, a very aggressive list here. So essentially um, how you run this list here is Commander Malaris uh, can essentially uh, use General Hux to coordinate three ships, um, most likely long static, and scorch uh, with uh, an evade token um, and also have them get um, a focus on their turn so that way they all have a focus and evade. And then on their shots, they're able to trigger that juke um long shot being able to roll three dice at range three is really good um especially with juke and you're able to put in a a pretty good amount of damage into these ships there um so it's a it's a very interesting way to to run this this is the first time i've seen archetype like this for the first order
0: yeah you don't usually see something like that that's it's a little bit different right you know um
1: and they pretty much have full mods too because Malaris' ability allows them to re-roll uh blanks on offense. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very aggressive, but it can be a very effective uh swarm type. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting not to see the um it, it, to see static and scorch in there, but not see that other um that other ship uh enter number. The new the DT. Yeah, the new DT in yeah. there. Um I think yeah. that would be a good that would be a good addition to sub out, not for midnight, obviously, but you know, one of these yeah. other ones. Uh, next top eight we have is Alfred. Um, this is kind of a we've seen this. This is Contrail, Anakin, and Obi One. Obi One standard build. Anakin has crack shot R four P seventeen shield upgrade. Contrail has crack shot, delayed fuses, Besh proton bombs. Hawk with Dedicated Seven Fleet Gunner and Agile Gunner. so Very similar to the list that we've seen in the past. Next top eight is Cornell. And here we have a, a Sunfac appearance with a targeting computer, Elusive, Ensnare, and Predator, because Sunfac has like three, t- three talent slots. Like, yep. <laughs> this is crazy. Sunfac must be a very talented pilot. Um Django <laughs> Fat. So this is like a, a dual a dual um I6. I6 list. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Django with trick shot, Savage, Proton Bombs, C Contraband, FTC, Slave One title, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Mm-hmm. Then three separatist drones with Discords and independent calculates.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a really interesting list. You have the objective grabbers with those Separatist drones who also have those Discord missiles to help um, kind of trap other uh, other ships that may come in. Um, they pair very, very well with Snare with Sun because you can essentially um, use ensnare Snare to tractor a small base ship onto a Discord missile if you set it up correctly. Um, and it's hard for your opponent to really, like, guard against that because uh, you're either going to put yourself in a bad position for Django fat or you're gonna over overfly sun and he's gonna he's gonna try through you and you're gonna get discorded um it's uh it's a very nasty list i i like it a lot actually <laughs> it's nice.
0: and, you know it would be tempting is a sub Django out for aurora with notorious Right, because then you got Notorious on Aurora. If you shoot at Aurora, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna shoot at me? Or are you not gonna shoot at me? I'm gonna, you know, shoot out front and back, and I get to move that tractor yeah. token when it's yeah, my turn. That's true. So that's true. That like that's actually really nice. That especially when we have some of these um, middle of the road agility ships, or maybe some A wings that seem to be coming up. Um, seems pretty good. Uh, DJ to answer your question uh, Anakin is in the 7B and Obi-Wan is just in the Delta 7 neither one are Ada's not a lot of people run Ada's I'll put it that way you have to be really good to run an Ada neither JJ or I are obviously that good (laughs) I have you have but how many games have you won with it
1: Uh, zero (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's just be honest here you know not saying it's not viable just that we're probably not the people that should run
1: yeah we're just out of practice we're fine
0: all right michael nugent is the next one what why are you laughing i I said scott michael scott michael scott yes (laughs) michael scott is next jj what is what is he running So he's running an Empire
1: list here. Uh, He has Vader with Marksmanship, Hate, and Afterburners. This is the Siege of Coruscant version, it looks like. Uh, Myrick Steel with Marksmanship, Ruthless, Fire Control System, Proton Rockets, and Munitions Failsafe. Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon. Moth Gideon in the TIE Fighter with Notorious and Cloaking Device, which is really nice. That's a a nice upgrade there. Uh, And then Wampa with Elusive and Vengeful. Uh, which is the Battle of Yavin version of Wampa. Uh, very aggressive list there. I do like Merrick Steele with pro- uh, Proton Rockets and Marksmanship. Um, this all actually lines up with Merrick Steele's ability um, when a crit is dealt. Um, if you do get the full string of Proton Rockets uh, or on that Proton Rocket shot, you're dealing out uh, a potential two crits um, or more, depending on your roll, on that Proton Rocket shot and every crit that goes through into the hole. Merrick Steel is going to choose one out of the three crits that you're going to have to draw and assign it to you. So if you're unlucky, you're going to get three direct hits <laughs> or whole breach with direct hits.
0: <laughs> um, I know, that's crazy, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Merrick Steel is just really, really uh, nice to uh, to try to get that particular combo off there. Uh, Moff, Gideon, Moff Gideon with the Notorious and Cloaking Delays, yeah, he can get into a position. Uh, really easily uh, get that cloaking device decloak um uh, get into a position to try to outmaneuver you and then um and then just apply that strain it's really good
0: yeah I like I like it a lot um I think I think mark I think Mr mark needs i i don't know it just it really sucks because you have to choose between your target lock right and and that but that foot but taking prockets allows you to take a focus when needed and then spend it if you have the bolt eye.
1: Yeah, and if you get a bad roll, you can munition fail safe and just save your procket.
0: Yeah. So I like it. I think it's pretty good. Um again I would like to see more marquee steel. <laughs> so, that would be <laughs> ideal for me, but that's you know, again, neither here nor there.
1: Yeah, I think he's just very, very effective when he has a coordinator that can help him get that lock and the focus in a single turn. And um, one of the the pilots that I've been uh, testing out is the um, the newer Tie Fighter. Um, gosh, and get her info here. She's a she's an initiative three pilot that um, that can still perform actions even while stressed, and after you perform a. Um, and uh a white action then you can grab a you can perform an additional white action for it so it's um it's a really good way to get that coordinate off uh it is magna Tolvin. um it is really really good it's after you gain a stress token you're able to perform a white action so you can actually um put on squad leader on Magnetoven. so she can coordinate another ship and then after she coordinates that ship she can um she can gain like an evade token or focus token as needed and you have enough to add in an hlc or tractor beam onto that particular ship and it's a three-point call ship it's a it's a really nice pair when they're when you don't have enough points to invest in like our tie reaper
0: yeah i like it i think it's really cool i don't know i think it, it we we could go back and forth, I think, on how to make it better. I do agree with you, though, putting that Reaper in there gives him a little bit more ability. But now you're looking at, you know, five, nine points for him. Is that worth it? You could just take Darth Vader and the Defender. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of our list discussion for tonight. Um, Next week, we will be probably going through... um our Rust Cup stuff. I, I don't know. I will be honest. I will not guarantee that we'll have a Friday night stream. Um or Sunday do you night have, stream. Because I you we- have
1: any uh and for for our viewers um in the event that we don't have a stream can you are you going to discuss at all what your Rust Cup list will be?
0: We could we could do one of two things. We could either go through Siege of Coruscant if that's what you want or we could go through yeah. Rust Cup list. We could do either because they're public now. So just it doesn't yours, matter. Though. Just your just mine.
1: In yeah. Why do you want why, just what do mine? You got
0: it's a team event. You know, it's a team event, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. But what what are you bringing in particular? I'm interested. In? All
0: right. Well, let's go. We can go through that. That's yeah. Do you want to still do siege of Chorus stuff too, or?
1: Yeah, if we can. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm just asking for your list. I'm interested to see what you're going to bring.
0: Okay. Yep. Give me a second. I'll bring it up. Switch screens again. Yeah, so How essentially... That what's that? Yeah, I was going to
1: say, why you bringing it up? Uh, explain what the Rust Cup is.
0: So the Rust Cup essentially is a team a tournament where you can bring five to seven people. And what happens is the thing that your team controls is pairings. And so you're going to be paired against other teams. I believe there's six teams. I think there's six teams. There's either six or eight teams. I don't know which. Um, but there's six to eight teams. And... What happens is you get a um, you're you're gonna get paired up, and then your whoever has the initiative gets to do the first pairing, and then the second pairing comes from the other team, then your pairing, then the third pairing, then the fourth pairing. But the thing is, is you can decide, You don't have to tell which list is not going to be used, right? So like we could use um, I don't know a, we could use CIS, uh, FO, Resistance, Rebel. And scum and then all of a sudden they start the pairings and the last pairing that they have could be really bad. So we just say, hey, our empire list is really good at everything or our republic list, uh, which you all just saw earlier, is really good at everything. So therefore, we're just going to give um, we're going to give it that. Right. Um, So we don't have to specifically be as choosy, right, as other like team tournaments are. And it allows us to be very versatile. The one thing we will not know is what scenario we're playing. <laughs> so you know, there is no knowing the scenario. Oh, okay. So we're we could get pair, you basically you pair into what you want to what person you want to play against. And, and then, then the you go from there. Okay. The other caveat is you cannot have duplicate unique upgrades and that includes pilots. So like you can't fly a in an A-wing and fly a Soka Thunder Gunner. You can't do it. That's illegal.
1: Okay. So same thing with like Savage Press and Mall. Okay.
0: Uh yeah, that's even worse cuz I lost Savage. Wow. Um I do not get Savage at all. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> but all I really lose in the long run is the notorious and I put pelp on him instead. Um because to me, the PELP was the smarter maneuver, right? That, that's what it felt like. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, so essentially we get paired into, we're going to get paired into a list. Um, and then that list will be against whatever we feel we have the best chance. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody what we are doing. We have some internal discussions that we've been working through. Um on on that. that. And so we're not going to reveal that. But um we've essentially we've kind of gone into we've essentially gone into what we want and how we want to do it.
1: So talk about your list. Like what what um how did you arrive on this list and like what uh what made you decide on this?
0: So I I arrived on this list because it's George's list, and that's the list I've been flying forever, and there wasn't very many changes I needed to make to it. Um, so Grievous is the standard Grievous loadout because unless you're Greg and can block my Grievous, um, there's that. (laughs) But other than that, Grievous is very definitive. I chose the bombardment drone because that's what I'm used to flying. Um, I won't lie and say that the I-1 might be better, but the proxy mind dissuasion is like my exchange for discord missiles because normally I would run discords. But I felt I wanted a little bit more offense because I think we're going up against a few more offensive um, lists. And if I get paired with Republic, right, that have the two agility or one agility, having that um, energy shells be able to hit with crits at the end, it felt a little bit better than people being able to you get rid of my discord missile. Um, I went away from the discord missile specifically because I didn't feel one discord missile was worth it. And I almost feel like the iron assembler with the energy shells and munitions fail site is just more logical, especially because on the majority of lists, I can move, keep him on the back or off to the side. He shoots the energy shell. If I get one hit, I could just cancel it. If I get a hit and a crit and an eyeball, then I, you know, I'm you all in on it. And if it's a twofer, it's all debating on how many dice they roll. If they're rolling five dice, I'm just canceling it, you know, right? It's like, man, whatever. Um, and he's yeah. an I1 it forces you to try to take him off the board. You have to kill him in one turn or he lives another turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I will tell you the iron assembler is not game breaking and I have not, I have found that going from an I three to an I one really didn't make much of a difference. Like I have only one out of like five or six games I played, not been able to shoot with him in a turn. Um, so, and I, if you, when, when somebody spent three shots into him, <laughs> I didn't really feel bad. Cause that was three shots that Aurora and Django were not taking. So like, it was like, yeah, that's pretty good. My fire spree take three shots. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. You killed it. You killed a droid. Good job. It was worth two points. <laughs> um, yeah. I know why people hate seeing this, but I, I went anyway, that's, that's kind of the, what I went with, with the droids. Obviously, uh, DFS 81 for the, um, you know, for the ability. There's no reason to take a generic when I can just take him. Like, there you go. He He's yeah, exactly. pretty simplistic. I was considering a holocon Droid, but I will tell you DFS 81's ability has gotten me out of enough situations. Um, Like, I will spend the calculate to roll the crits down. If it's like, like a hit crit, I will always spend the calculate no matter what. It's not even a question. It's like, I don't care about the offense. I just want him to live one more turn.
1: Um, yeah, because you, you get more out of those ships, like, controlling objectives just to um, to ensure that it, it just lives on and, and grab another point. You essentially get, you you make up for its points at that point.
0: Yeah, and essentially, like, the bombardment drone is kind of the same way. If I have to do, like, a scramble objective, you have to pour all your energy into one ship, and I usually have three other ships pointing back at you. So even if you have three ships pointing at, at him and could take a, the bomber off in one turn... I've got three other ships that are going to shoot into your ships, and you've just ignored them, and you wasted three. So, so I think I've I've I found that the bombardment drone is my is my middle my middle piece, right? He's my knight that is either the extremely aggressive knight bishop combo, um, if we want to throw back to chess wing, or um, he is a full on knight, and he's done and he does nothing but take objectives. And threaten you with proxies. And if it's at range 3. I'm getting 3 dice and I got 2 calculates. I don't think about offense with him. At all. And that's why I chose him. is Because I don't think about the offense piece of it. To try to take a ship out. I see him as consistent damage. Objective getting. And if you are crazy enough to let him get close enough to you. You're taking proxies. And I will 100% take that opportunity. every. I will run into you. And take one calculate just to drop a proxy on you. That's how much I like proxies. Yeah. And then good. Django Fett, um, the only difference in my normal Django Fett is I had to get rid of Savage and go with Palpatine, which I'm not like super sad about. Um, because Palp I could pass out the stress. I could spend it as a coordinate if 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 Django has a shit shot and I have a bomber that has and I I did this the other night. I had a bomber that went in for an objective, scrambled. Django can is over here. On the side, Django has like one shot, but nobody's shooting at him. I spend the the force to coordinate a double calc <laughs> to the stupid bomber. And now my bomber has got double calc, and he took a scramble action. I mean, win win. if if you still take him off the board after that, all right, fine. you know, like so's life, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so my, my jingo is treacherous on it because uh, I didn't know what else to do with the two points. I find if I put predator, I get angry at myself that I don't get predator off. So, I just found that Sorry. treacherous is just here. It's just, it's there if you have a bunch of ships and you're shooting at me and I can strain one of them. That's all I care. I don't typically strain my own ships at all.
1: Yeah. Especially if they go for the Django block, um, it's just easier for you to, to get that off consistently. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could go in with Django and joust um, two or three sh- ships, like, and bump or get it within even at range one and take my reinforced token. And then I still have my palp, uh, for giving the stress out. I have palp for just the defensive mod. And on top of that, with the, uh, a Django fat with that, when I'm in their range one next turn, I'm guaranteed to get a VTG. Like it's guaranteed. Uh, I, I almost, if I, if you and me have two or three ships at range one, jango's getting a vtg shot that and that's why i don't put contra because when i put contra then i'm tempted to 4k <laughs> and then nothing happened yeah, yeah um, exactly and then the thermals are just there um because it was debate between thermals and um prox or proton bombs that's fair. and i i don't know i just felt thermals I thought thermals would benefit me more even though I lost the Notorious Rerolls. I think be- thermals benefit me more personally just as a deterrent. So, so yeah. yeah, there's my list.
1: Nice list, man. I hope you do well in Rust Cup with you and your team, man.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. We, Like I said, we have a, uh, we have a, a fairly decent team going down with us. Uh, everybody on our team has made cut. In one tournament or the other one, and like, and in fairness, the last tournament that we had, I think five out of seven of us all made cut. I'm trying to think: Zach, Sean, me, Brendan, D, and Matt. Six, six out of seven of us made cut in the last tournament we were in. Wow. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So Corey Corey got screwed. He got paired against. I <laughs> got paired us. So this tournament will be the first tournament our locals get to go together and not have to get paired against each other. Like now we ne- we don't have to worry about that at all. So that's awesome. All right. So you ready for a little Siege bit of, of Siege of Coruscant? Let's do it. For Academy 101 segment tonight, we wanted to do a Siege of Coruscant discussion and kind of rules review and all of that fancy jazz. So that's kind of what I have up here. Siege of Coruscant, if you didn't know, is an expansion that the AMG team put together and it's in a thematic expansions. We got Battle of Yavin, Yarvin, sorry um a couple of weeks before and now we have the siege of coruscant and this is kind of like going to be a theme they're going to have a resistance one we have no idea what they're going to do with scum though and they've not announced the scum one yet i don't think
1: they they did it's a um it's a mandalore pack actually it's a a assault of mandalore somewhere i believe but yeah they did announce that when did they announce how did i miss that that was the mini extravaganza that's what they also mentioned uh, the Battle Exegol, that's going to be a scenario pack as well as uh, Siege of Coruscant. They did announce that that should be probably for the next uh, mini Stravaganza next year.
0: Awesome. Well, either which way, I have not played either of the scenarios because we've been prepping. Um, and after this week, once we're done, I am, I don't, if nobody in my locals want to do it, then I don't, I'm going to sit home and play X-Wing tabletop. on Tabletop. Yeah. And we're going to play one of the things and we'll stream it. I don't care. Um, so, Siege of Coruscant, the Confederacy of Independent Systems has launched a massive assault on the Republic capital of Coruscant. As part of their plot, Grievous has captured Palpatine and is holding him hostage aboard the Invisible Hand. Republic forces have been deployed to fight off attackers, and Jedi Starfighters are moving in to attempt a rescue on the chancellor. And I feel like we need that guy that does the clone wars like overlays yeah, to do it. Like that's narrator. what MG <laughs> should have done is they should have invested in that and paid somebody to do that. Like I could just yeah. hear it in my head now, you know. That's great. <laughs> I love that guy. I, I
1: I also thought for a hot second I thought you said the Cork Federacy for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, that would have been funny though, the Cork Federacy. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, so essentially, it's going to be this is a a we're assaulting the the invisible hand is what the Republic is doing to try to get Palpatine back. So JJ, why don't you tell <coughs> tell us a little bit about <coughs> the squad building?
1: Yeah. So this narrative this narrative scenario is designed and balanced around the standard loadout cards included in the battle pack. If both players agree, squads may include other ships and upgrades. The scenario squad building rules are as followed. The Separatist player builds a squad holding up to 25 squad points. The Republic player builds a squad holding up to 20 squad points. Additionally, they set aside two standard loadout ship, uh, ship cards with the Siege of Coruscant subtitle and the Grand Republic faction along with miniatures for each. These ships are part of the squad but have no squad point cost and do not count towards the number of ships allowed in the squad. During setup, the two set-aside ships are placed in reserves. Each squad may contain between three and eight ships.
0: Yeah, so that seems pretty good, right? Like, that seems like it's different. It's different than the other one. We were able to build more ships in the other one. Mm -hmm. This one, they only let Separatists build to 25, but the Republic can put extra ships that have standard loadout in there.
1: So essentially, you can build your 20-point Republic list and then set aside Annie and Obi in the Adas, um, as long as they're the Siege of Coruscant standard legal ones. Or, I'm um, sorry, uh, standardized loadout ones.
0: Yeah, so that seems pretty good, right? Like, that seems pretty cool. So essentially, it's a... You're going to have... the So the most expensive Siege of Coruscant ships were 5 points, right? Or 4 points? Yeah, which points? is Anakin. Anakin, Anakin is 5 right? Yeah so you could put your aidas in there and essentially you could almost have a 30 point squad
1: <laughs> uh 29 if you're if you're going for the maximum amount yeah
0: isn't there two 5 five-point Ada's or no only one
1: no because ob is four and so okay. is uh shakti
0: all right so there you go so 29 points so that's still pretty good you're actually getting four more points than your counterparts are mm-hmm. so then they have deployment Right. So obviously we have the separatist side and the Republic side. And in the corner, the very corner is the is the the invisible hand ship. So they're forcing you to come in here and get the ship. So now think about it. How are we going to get all these separatist ships to just stay around here? Like they don't have any rocks. Where's my obstacles? I can't sit around.
1: Well, if we go down to the scenario setup, we can actually take a look at uh, the setup here. So the play is on a standard three by three mat, um, you get four debris clouds that you can place on the battlefield there. And then we place the invisible hand um, token on the board as shown on there. Now, um, how big is that token? Have you been able to measure it? Is it like a, a two, uh, like a two straight on each edge?
0: I think so. It's a two or three. I have a picture of it. I have a picture of it later. I didn't think about putting a template by it, though. That's a good... I could run upstairs and get it if you want. (laughs) It's all
1: right. No, don't worry about it. It's Um, my
0: kit's in the house. It's just upstairs.
1: All right. Well, if you go do that, I'll go ahead and read the... um the place obstacles and place horses that are here.
0: All right, I'm going to go grab it. That's a good question. You made a really good point. I'm going to go grab it. I'll be right back. Go
1: ahead. So so placing obstacles. In player order, players take turns choosing an obstacle and placing it into the play area until the four obstacles have been placed. Uh, The four obstacles must be placed beyond range two of any board edge or beyond one of each other obstacle and beyond range of the invisible hand. So very similar uh, setup to like a regular game of X-Wing, except that the invisible hand acts as a fairly large obstacle and you can't place any uh, debris clouds around it there. Now, during the place forces setup here, the players place their ships into the play area in initiative order from lowest to highest initiative using place, uh, player order as the typewriter. The Republic player places your ships within range one of their edge, um, just like a standard game. And the Separatist player can place their ships within range one of their edge or within range one of the Invisible Hand. The Separatist ships that are equipped with the landing struts, grappling struts, or the struts uh, strut lock override may be placed overlapping an obstacle anywhere in the play area. If they are placed this way, they are equipped with the landing struts or grappling struts flipped. So they upgrade um, on the open side. So that means that if you do end up running um, a list with the customized uh, vultures or hyenas that have the struts, um, you can actually de- deploy them on those uh, debris clouds that you placed on the board. So you can actually, as the Separatist player, have a little bit of an advantage by deploying those, um, those ships in an area where you want. Um, if you're worried about the Republic player coming in on the flank, you can place that debris cloud with those struts, uh, those strutted droids on those debris clouds. So that way they can come in and attack um, sooner rather than later for those incoming Republic ships in there. So that is a, uh, that is definitely a, a, an option for um, how to set up those forces there. Now the victory condition for this one, the Republic player wins immediately if they successfully complete a rescue mission, which we'll go over in a bit. And the Separatist player wins immediately if all the Republic ships with a force charge have been destroyed. So it doesn't count if we kill all the clones. They, it just matters if you take out the uh, the Force players or the, the Force uh, pilots in this particular scenario. And at the end of the twelfth round, the seventh player wins if the Republic had still not boarded the Invisible Hand.
0: And hence, that's exactly why list building is huge for Republic in this one. Yeah, because if absolutely. you only put one Force one Force user in there. out of luck
1: yeah not gonna have a good day yeah
0: (laughs) so this is the size that it is wow that's huge yep that's a two straight
1: wow so it's a three
0: it's not quite a three but pretty close
1: just under a three straight okay is it the same size on all sides yes oh wow
0: No, it's, I guess big. I see it's a little bit different one is a little bit longer the length of the ship is a little bit longer okay unless that's a misprint but <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool though i've yeah. I've had I have this in my I've had this in my kit for two weeks and nobody's played it with me and i <laughs> I own enough of the stupid separatists that are in my thing and <clears throat> this one hundred percent is one where I'm gonna have duku in there right Dooku yeah. is, like, a must, I think, to have in there. Yeah, I think so. And Grievous, you, you, like, that should be one of the requirements. You must take a Count Dooku or in some form or <laughs> way, and you must take a Grievous.
1: That'd be great, actually, yeah.
0: Not as thematic, but it's good. All right. So now let's talk about scenario rules. A scenario feature is a type of marker that is placed into the play area to facilitate scenario play. Scenario features are objectives but cannot be removed, attacked, damaged, locked, or destroyed unless specified in the scenario. The invisible hand represents the docking bay entrance of the capital ship. The Republic player must destroy the shield generators and board the ship to rescue PELP, which you don't know. It's I guess you don't know it's PELP yet. So um, there is a tracking card for the invisible hand that details the shield ratio of the invisible hand. Would you like to see that card before we go on with the rules?
1: Yeah, let's do, okay. let's identify what that has. Yeah.
0: There's a fancy picture as well. I was very excited by that picture. I want that as my background now. (laughs) Here it is. Hanger Bay, the invisible hand. 15 shields and no agility. During the end phase, if the scenario feature has any active shields, recover one inactive shield. (laughs) <laughs> like it so it regenerates. It's, just, it's This is like Epic, by the way, this is what happens in Epic. Just so you know, um, while you defend, if you have no ion tokens, add one evade result during the neutralize step during the end phase, remove all ion tokens from this card. So the Republic is incentivized to ionize the poop out of the ship. And not only if you ionize that, like let's say an ion bomb, right? You ionize this thing that's three ion tokens. Then you're gonna give ion tokens to all the droids, so next year they can't take calculates. Pretty freaking good to me.
1: Yeah, I think ion bombs is definitely a very, very good upgrade for this uh, this scenario.
0: Yeah, and why? So why do you think? Why do you think click and all these other ones have that? The ion instead of the besh, right? You know, it's to be able to say, I'm gonna spend these and do all the damage. This has no agility, right? Um, so you're gonna roll two dice, you you have the two dice, you'll be able to ionize the stupid thing with a crit, right? And then it gets one evade minimum, you're still taking an ion token. Then the next turn it doesn't get any evade tokens. I don't know. I'm excited sorry, I'm I'm very excited by this this core so- feature.
1: As I understand it, right, the turn that it gets the ion, it um it it can't use that ability, right, to essentially have that order evade. Yeah. Um, but at the end phase, it loses all ion tokens. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, so if you, you drop one ion constantly... bomb, ionize it, yeah. the whole turn it has it has yeah. no evade, but then next yeah. turn it gets an evade back. So essentially, if you're shooting three dice into it, you're getting. You know, you're you're you, one of those is automatically canceled.
1: You know, it would be really good on this particular scenario as well. Or uh, a Sing. No, actually, no, you can't because it has to be two enemies. So never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, that does not work. No, 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 JJ. No, no, no. I
1: was thinking if it was like a, uh, a plocoon version that you can like swap out tokens <laughs> for other people. Stop. That's horrible. Actually, if that you can ionize that. yourself and then use.
0: <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> oh gosh Uh, alright so the rescue mission while the invisible hand has no shield the Republic player may attempt a rescue mission after fully executing a maneuver if a Republic player with force charge is overlapping it and it is not stressed it may gain one disarm token to gain a rescue token at the end of at the end of the end phase, remove all rescue tokens from ships. Rescue tokens cannot be removed or transferred by any other game mechanic. At the start of the end phase, if there are two ships with rescue tokens overlapping the invisible hand, the Republic player wins. At the start of the end phase, if a Republic player with a rescue token is overlapping, the invisible hand the republic player rolls three attack dice if any res- if the if there are any crit results the republic player wins the game so you can win by having two res- two ships with rescue tokens you can win by having one ship with a rescue token And rolling attack dice, and getting a crit. Now, it doesn't say whether you can. I'm assuming you cannot mod these. Yeah, no. That would be my assumption. Roll essentially. Yeah, like I think people are going to try to use that, like that droid on a on a ship to do it, but I don't think you can. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, um. Now, just thinking outside of, like, The Republic and Siege of Coruscant, um, if I was to use any particular pilot um, a- in mind for this scenario to to work out really well, I'm thinking that I would have Han Solo in the YT-1300 uh, with, like, Kanan Jarrus so he can rescue Palp and then re-roll the scenario objective. <laughs> with the rescue token uh, using his ability.
0: All right. I'm not letting you do that. That's no. All right. The next piece of this says for the full might of the Confederacy. So this is kind of a contingency thing, right? Starting in the second round at the start of the planning phase, uh, not our show, but the the actual show here, you know, the game, the separatist (laughs) player may choose one destroyed ship, with the contingency protocol upgrade. So they got smart and specifically didn't say any ship. It's the one with a contingency protocol on it. So it's an SOC ship, which is okay, because I get my 404 back, baby.
1: Yeah, and if we, we don't want a regening Jango Fett or or <laughs> Sing coming back.
0: After or Grievous.
1: Turns. <laughs> or Grievous, right? <laughs>
0: If they do, shuffle all assigned damage cards from the chosen ship back into the damage deck, recover all charges on non-limited upgrades, and place it anywhere in the play area beyond range three of an enemy ship. Then the ship gains one stress token and the player sets the maneuver dial. So that seems pretty good, right? Yeah, you get absolutely. to bring a ship back in. It is stressed, so you figure for a bomber it's a three straight if it's a or i'm sorry yeah bomber is three straight a droid is four straight and i think a tri fighter is five straight yes and you know i'm going to be running tri fighters yeah absolutely because i never get to play them
1: and they have the hard three as well don't they i think so yeah that's that's actually spicy i like that
0: So now they say this is where the fun begins starting in the third round. So now we've got to remember all this crap during any planning phase. The Republic player may bring in their ships from the reserve area within range one of the board edge. All ships that are in the reserve area must be placed during a single planning phase.
1: Yeah. I think that this is probably just the way for the Republic to essentially clear the road for these um for these Jedi to come in and try to get into the um the hangar bay. You can essentially set up the the Adas if you're bringing Adas uh to do the system phase boost and then do a five straight and that should get you pretty close to the um to the area where the um the ship is.
0: Yep. Now they have a contingency that says if you are using an Ada or a Nimbus class V Wing and it's placed by this rule. You may attach the hyperspace ring. We get to use the hyperspace ring, JJ. I'm so excited. That is so exciting. We actually get to use an epic an epic tool in standard or whatever this scenario is, right? Yeah. And you can attach it to that ship miniature. If you do, the ship can be placed anywhere in the play area beyond range one of obstacles range three of enemy ships and range three of the invisible hand and range three of the enemy edge
1: yeah and so for people who don't know uh what that uh what that ring is it is the ring that comes with the ada two uh when you purchase it Um, normally it is epic only um but the actual um the ring itself does have its own stats now it has two shields, one hull, and one invade. Um, the wording on the uh, hyperspace ring, it says you can dock one Delta-7, Aether Sprite, and Ada, or a B V-Wing. Uh, while the ship is docked with you, you gain that ship's initiative and are assigned that ship's style. While you execute a maneuver, reduce its speed to one. Before you execute an advanced maneuver, execute a white stationary maneuver instead, and then you may rotate 90 degrees or 180 degrees. While no ship is docked with you, you are not assigned a maneuver dial and do not activate or engage. So this essentially makes this do all those turnaround maneuvers. It basically turns into like a mini um, a mini U-Wing, essentially being able to rotate uh, without taking any stress.
0: Yeah, and it has one agility and one haul and two shields. So does it add that to your... Does that add that to your um
1: uh, your ship? No, it's. I believe It's separate, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll I'll have to read up on it. I'm not sure if it does add on to it. I believe it's just the ring itself by itself.
0: Oh, so because it
1: would essentially stay stationary once you detach.
0: And that's right, and you're just detaching, and it doesn't do anything other than you can fly back to it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of silly. I'll be honest, it's kind of silly, but it was kind of fun. I don't know, like, I like that. I think that's cool that they're using something AMG created that we haven't been able to use because very not a lot of people play Epic. And, like, this is something, to me, this is something really cool, just personally. Um, Yeah. I like it a lot. All right. And then there's the final artwork. Right there. We can go through all the cards, but it kind of seems silly, too. Um,
1: yeah, we can do that for next week. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I'm excited. That is our Academy 101 segment on how to play Siege of Coruscant. If you would like to, <clears throat> we are going to be list building um, over the next couple of weeks for this scenario. And you are welcome to post your list. I created a Siege of Coruscant. I just didn't create the threads for everything yet, but I will be creating threads for Siege of Coruscant for you to be able to create your standard lists. is what we're going to call them. So if it's a Separatist or Republic list, we're going to call them standard and custom lists are going to be anything that is outside of those two factions. I will create those two threads this week and you're welcome to post your lists in there. We will be reviewing lists just like we did with the Battle of Yavin and um yeah it'll be fun like we're gonna do that piece of it just the list building next
1: also Definitely, they could be they could be for if you're uh making lists for this they could be any faction uh just let us know whether or not you want them to be light side or dark side um so that way we can review them under that scope uh for yes for your list
0: yes that would yep that would be very beneficial <laughs> yeah. um as a side thing, JJ and I, so as we come into the Christmas season and we start to have some time off a little bit more, we are going to do Battle of Yavin and Siege of Coruscant on TTS once they're in there. So I think the Battle of Yavin is in there. Yes. Uh, Siege of Coruscant might not be yet. It's um, not in yet. No. But we will be doing those. So if you would like to play, so essentially the, what we will be doing is towards the end of December around Christmas time and things like that, we're essentially going to take two people per side and we're going to run a list. So you won't have to worry about setting all 10 dials um, or all eight dials. We'll have two people on two people. If you would like to, and you have an interest in that, um, make sure you let us know. Um, We have a community stream channel, I think is the name of it. If yeah. you would like to do that maybe I'll put something up in there and you could react to that for a role. I don't I've never done this before, so um but maybe I'll put roles in there if you would like to be a part of that. The only requirement that we have is that you um uh have a decent enough mic uh so that that way like we don't have to hear the kids you know telling each other to go f off in the background. Um <laughs> that's all I care. Other than that, you don't I don't really care that much. Like you don't have to have a professional podcast thing, blah, blah, blah. I will probably just personally take it and stream it and it'll just be kind of a free fall. We are not going to treat it like a professional thing. It's just going to be all of us having fun, um, talking through things. I'll adjust people's audio levels. Um, I might even just bring Discord audio in so nobody has to have a separate link. So um if you are interested in that, look for that this week. Um, I will make those things happen and we will um we will figure out how to stream that over the next couple of months. And maybe we'll try to do something where we do like a community thing um, once a week, or no, I'm sorry, once a month for one of these different types of scenarios with our channel. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And stay, uh, stay tuned as the new year comes in. Uh, we'll be having new events uh, for planning phase syndicate coming up. Um, there's stuff in the works here for next year. Um, so we'll be happy to, uh, we're excited to share those as soon as we can iron out some of those details, but uh, just look forward to more events by planning face syndicate.
0: Yep. Well, thank you for coming to our Academy 101 talk on the Siege of Coruscant. We will be going over lists at the next one. And when I make those videos public, they'll be uh, met. We'll mesh those two videos up together. Um, that way everybody will be able to kind of see it. Um, if you have good, Spent time on our YouTube page uh recently. I have added all of the chess wing uh stuff to YouTube. I have also added all of the uh the Battle of Yarvin stuff. So I have right now I'm doing an Academy 101. Um, I have a main playlist with all of the stuff. I have a chess wing one and then a battle of Yarvin one, and then I'm also gonna have a Siege of Coruscant one. And when we get to do Exegol stuff and all of that, we'll have those in there as well. Um So if you want to check out any of the videos just by themselves without having to watch the rest of the podcast stuff or figure out what episode they're on, head over to those playlists. We have all of them wrapped up in a nice, tight little bow. With that being said, thank you for joining Planning Face Syndicate. We'll be back next week, Sunday night, most likely back next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, probably with a shorter show. Um, I, I don't know. We don't know. We haven't made travel plans yet. That's not till tomorrow for our Russ cup. So I cannot guarantee I will do a show, but we will do a show next week. It just might be, uh, later on during the week. Um, we might do one Tuesday or Wednesday night. If I can't get one in on Sunday or maybe even Monday night, maybe we'll do one Monday night and just compete with GSP. Um, <laughs> but we will be covering our Rust cup. Next week, to some extent, again, it's going to be really hard to cover. I think because we're not in long sharks or any of that stuff yet. So, I don't know. How, I I don't know how they're doing all of this stuff. I'm just the guy that plays the games. Corey's the guy that owns it all. So,
1: yeah. Eventually, down the line, we'll have uh, enough equipment to actually stream the games live and you know bring that all to you to you guys. So.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday streaming some games. And uh, if we don't have any league games, uh, JJ and I will be just messing around and playing games together because uh, I need practice uh, for a rest cup. Um, otherwise, we will be streaming all the games that we can get our hands on. But anyway, thank you all. Have a good night, and we will see you next week. See ya.